Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. And welcome into Coffee Break. The show's brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. Finding the perfect buyer for your home doesn't have to be daunting. Call David at Versant, 459-8565. And we've got a crew in this morning. We've got Gary Mahalish and uh, Jennifer Preble in the studio this morning. We have also got uh, Doug, is it is Stepina? Is that right, Doug? That is correct. correct. All right. Doug Stapina's on uh, on my cell phone. We're still fighting the internet-based phones in the studio. They're not working. So uh, we're, we're, we're making this work again with the old cell phone up to the microphone trick. So it, the, the sound quality is going to sound different, but you can still hear Doug, and we wanted to make sure to include him this morning because we're talking Lewis and Clark Suicide Coalition today, and I, I appreciate everybody for joining us. And, uh, you know, Doug's the one that decided not to show up in the studio, so we're going to make him go first. Um, D- Doug, can you introduce yourself to folks? Let them know, I, I guess, who you are and just what it is that you do. Uh, sure, I'd be happy to, Troy. I, it would have been a little bit of a drive this morning, seeing how I'm in Billings, <laughs> yeah. but I'm glad that I can be here. So I'm the suicide prevention coordinator for the state of Montana VA. Uh, I work primarily with the service members, veterans, and their families. I'm also in the Guard as a social worker, so I'm a licensed clinical social worker. I spent uh, five, almost five years active duty uh, in the 82nd Airborne. And I'm still serving in some capacity in the guard. So thanks for having me on. Yeah, I appreciate you coming in. And now you guys see how it's done. I don't know, Gary, Jen, I don't know who wants to go next. Ladies always go first. All right. Perfect. And I am Jennifer Preble. I'm also a licensed clinical social worker. And I come to you today just as a community citizen volunteer, somebody who's super passionate about suicide prevention. And that's a little bit what we're going to talk about. Um, you're coming up. Yeah, my name is Dr. Gary Mihalish, and I'm with the National Alliance on Mental Illness, but I'm also a member of the Lewis and Clark County Suicide Coalition and the Lethal Means uh, Task Force. Okay, so uh, now everybody's been introduced, and uh, I guess maybe we should then introduce the Lewis and Clark County Suicide coalition i think people can hear the name and understand maybe what it's about but uh could you explain to us somebody jen do you, do you want to hit exactly what that's all about yeah well and today we're going to take just a very specific piece of that whole mm-hmm. coalition and we're going to talk about the safer communities montana which has been an initiative that again a few passionate volunteers came together looking to reduce access to lethal means as one of the primary tenants for preventing suicide in our community so when did that all come together? When did that sort of become a, hey, this is one of our focuses? Sure. So there has been a lot of effort probably over the last two years, started with the various groups of individuals and then kind of culminating together about a year ago when we received a grant from the Montana Mental Health Trust to kick off our initiative. Okay. And so then what is... What's the goal? I mean, what what are we working toward every day? I mean, obviously we're working towards zero, but this is a this is a tough fight. It absolutely is, and you know we are in the throes of applying for another grant. And I'm actually going to turn it to Gary because he's got the um, grant proposal right in front of him that has our three goals, but it's kind of similar to reducing 
our suicide rates in Montana, specifically here in Lewis and Clark County and the surrounding areas, we're gonna expand to about 20% by 2025. And then we have a couple of other goals and I don't know if you have that right in front of you, Gary. He might, he's trying, he's got a lot in front of him there. Yeah. Gary came, uh, Gary came uh, prepared to class today. That's, that's right. No, uh, the lethal means, uh, prevention and education is just a small part of the overall uh, suicide prevention effort. Uh, here in Lewis and Clark County, we're dealing with uh, reducing suicides due to uh, mainly to, with firearms and medications, the two major causes of suicide. In Lewis and Clark County, we average about 20 suicides a year. and. Uh, Surprisingly, uh, most of those are men. Mm -hmm. Most of those are men between the ages of uh, 25 and 65. And, uh, and most of them are by uh, firearms, but the women who, who uh, Attempt. perform suicide, uh, you, their choice is usually pharmaceuticals, medications. So we're trying to uh, reduce access to medications, safe storage of medications. Uh, we've got uh, drop boxes available in the community to get rid of. Deterra is a system to uh, uh, destroy the use of medication and reduce their effectiveness. And then we're also working with uh, firearms dealers and uh, and pawn shops to uh, be more aware of people who purchase first firearm for the first time or are nervous when they uh, they uh, purchase a firearm. Yeah, I mean it's obviously uh, it, it's such an important thing, um, it, but but this is not an easy thing. I mean, how do you how do you measure success here? How do you, because you've got to have that it's it's that carrot right that keeps you going you've got to be able to see that so how do you measure that as a group well and i actually think i want to turn that over to doug actually because he's been involved in this as his primary job but also through a volunteer of our group and has a lot of information about measuring that success is looking at um you know the numbers of deterra that we're handing out the numbers of gun locks and he was just sharing a story yesterday that i think is pretty profound of um you know how how our outcomes can be measured and how it's impactful to us so if i could take yeah you. yeah so that one's getting handed over to you doug so you know i guess the the question being just how, how do we measure success in this battle that we're fighting here uh, well first i want to talk about the word success what, what does that really mean i mean to me that is a saved life family member is now alive to their kids, to their spouse, that, that to me is a success. So when we look at the whole scheme of things, there's way too many factors to say, oh, suicide is reducing or increasing because of 
that when I'm out doing training in communities, they're, they're, people ask, what can we do? And honestly, just having a conversation about how a person stores their medications, uh, getting rid of some of those medications that no longer are needed. And we all have a medicine cabinet or a closet that just has a basket of meds in it. And a lot of times they're not necessary anymore. So products like Deterra, Dropbox, that's going to help. Uh, and then talking about access to firearms, obviously, where Gary gave some good information on why that's so important. Most people who attempt a suicide do it within the first 10 minutes of having those intense emotions and feelings. So creating that time and space is so important to give people the opportunity to kind of reduce from that immediate crisis and reach out for help. So about 47% actually attempt the suicide within those first 10 minutes. And if we can provide gun locks, if we can remove medications, those are two first things that anyone can have a conversation about with someone who is struggling with their mental health or some suicide ideation. Uh, Other areas, we've seen a big decrease in suicides by women veterans. Uh, that, that's, we know that women veterans have a 2.2% more percentage to die from suicide than the civilian counterparts. Uh, so we've seen a decrease in that over the past couple of years. And granted, there's always a lag in data, so we don't have the most recent. But as far as right now, we haven't seen any emerging reason to think that COVID-19 has caused an increase in in veteran suicide-related behaviors. So those are some pretty good things because over the past few years, there's been a lot of effort in Montana between uh, building of different coalitions and just networking and overlapping of partnerships uh, to address this need. Yeah, so, I mean, we're, we're seeing those successes, and that's a that's a great thing. And uh, we've, we've mentioned it here, um, and, and Gary touched on it, but uh, doTERRA, can, can somebody explain just what that is? Doug, did you uh, want to take that one? I have used it just personally. <clears throat> so, like I said, I'm the suicide prevention coordinator. I monitor a lot of whenever veterans show up in the VA and we've been able to identify them as a higher risk for uh, suicide, We'll go through safety planning. We'll go through some extra evaluation and screening with them to check in on their protective factors. And one of the ways that we've really been able to expand with some of our psychiatrists and uh, providers, uh, medication providers, is mailing out these DTERRA products to some of our more rural areas where they may not have a 
Yeah, I don't know, Trey, if, um, you know, the other big thing that goes hand-in-hand hand with the drug de activation kits is the drug disposal locations that we have, and those are also available on the Lewis and Clark County Suicide Prevention website, and mm -hmm. specifically under the Safer Communities. Um, so those are kind of really two key pieces to removing, um, you know, abundance of medications that, as Doug said, we share in our medicine closets or wherever. Um, and sometimes we just get a lot of excess medication um, when we go to get, you know, medical appointment or whatever. So this works really well. Yeah, important not to uh, just leave that sitting in our bathrooms. We also shouldn't just uh, flush it or throw it away or, you know, you, you want to get rid of it the right way. And uh, this is uh, one of the right ways to do that. And it sounds like just get online and you can find out how to get access to some of that Deterra. Is that absolutely yep okay and there's also a list of drop boxes on there there is one down uh, here in town at the uh, at, at the police station right there is and there's um also you know specific locations like the center for mental health for example mm -hmm. in Peerview, they have drop boxes available as well and i know that there, there's always that fear that you know well people are watching me i'm dropping drugs off in the box and i've been assured by by the sheriff and and, and steve hagan and by plenty of people that that's not the case they're just they, they want a safe spot for it because you don't want to just put a box in the middle of nowhere full of drugs Correct. And, and the people that pick them up from those disposal kits are n not affiliated with law enforcement or, you know, any providers of any sort. That's yeah, there's totally no hidden camera there. They're there not, they, not. We're just we're just making it an easy place for folks to get rid of their uh, their old medication. And uh, Doug mentioned it also um, running a little light on time. But I, I think worth mentioning the, the gun locks. That's one of those things where it's you guys aren't saying get rid of the guns. You're saying, hey, let's let's take advantage of that short time frame where people are in that mental state and the, let's slow things down a little bit absolutely yep and it's just it's just secure storage right it removes yeah. access for families for for anybody that might be experiencing a mental health crisis yeah and it might just be that one minute that gives the brain time to catch up with the emotions for sure yeah um how can people find out more uh, about this because you know it's one thing for them to hear it but you know somebody that actually needs this uh, the gun locks or the deterra or maybe even wants to reach out and talk with somebody what do they do yeah so the easiest way is to check out our website and that's www.safercommunitiesmt.org um, and then you can find out a lot of resources we have printable download resources we have where gun locks are available all sorts of really wonderful things okay doug did we miss anything uh, just uh, you know if anyone is struggling we don't want to forget the lifeline the crisis line numbers you know if anyone's struggling that's 1-800-273-TALK or 8255 and for vets and service members just press one Gary, I'll let, I'll let you have the final word. You let them talk, so you get the final word. Thank you, Troy. Thank you very much. No, it, the one thing that you did bring up in the, in the way that I, the data and how do we know we're doing be better, this is uh, frustrating to do this, but uh, the data from 2000 to 2018 shows a, 33% increase in the rate of suicides in, in this country. 2019 plateaued for some reason. Nobody knows why, but as hope it's from the good work organizations like Safer Communities Montana are doing. But I know 
that the services we provide save lives. And uh, as long as we, I know we're saving lives, we'll continue to do this work. Yeah, well, thank you for doing the work. Uh, he's Gary Mahelich. Jen Preble is in, and uh, also we had uh, Doug on the phone. Uh, guys, thank you so much for, for taking time this morning. Absolutely, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Troy. Stick around. We got more Coffee Break coming up. I just wanted to step away from the show for a few seconds to tell you that if you miss an episode, you can always catch up. We're on iTunes, so find our show there or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Local and area events, city, state, and national officials, your neighbors doing incredible things. We talk to them all on Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. In today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, we deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across Montana. Ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com security. Welcome back into Coffee Break. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. I do appreciate it. The show is brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. If you have a property that fits the needs of their buyers, call David at Versant, 459-8565. And a uh, great finish to the show today. Jeff Elliott, he's been with Westmont, I'm told. Uh, Arlene Flynn said for about 100 years. Um, grab that microphone, swing it over, Jeff. Yeah, she said 100 years initially. And she said, okay, well, maybe not that long. Um, it's, it's been, what, like 30 plus now? Yeah, I started back in 1987. Okay, yeah. and so you're the you're the residential director. I am. Yeah, maybe uh, take a minute and explain uh, just what that is and what you do every day. Mm -hmm. um, so as the residential director, um, I oversee our, our residential homes and a portion of our vocational programs. Um, you know, just ensuring that that you know staff are getting the training they need, clients are getting the services that mm -hmm. they that they require, you know, trying to make progress, move forward, always becoming more efficient and, and providing a quality service for the folks we serve. So how did you end up there? I mean, ended up, you know, showing up somewhere at 1987 and still being there, that, that says something about you and about the place. Yeah, I started um, back in 1987. I was just looking for a summer job. Um, just, you know, something to, to make a little cash, maybe go go to college, that sort of a thing. Um, so I, I, start, I took a position with Westmont as an entry-level staff. Um, just really uh, took a liking to the work. Um, really appreciated the folks we worked with. I liked the coworkers I worked with. It was a, a very rewarding um, opportunity. And you know, I was planning for three months, and that three months has turned into thirty plus years. Yes, yeah, so that worked out for both sides. I think uh, maybe explain to people uh, just what Westmont's all about. Well, we're a nonprofit organization um, that we work with folks with disabilities. Uh, we serve about two hundred and fifty. Uh, individuals you know across both vocational and residential sites um so we support people in their home life and we support people in their work life yeah yeah well, and, and, and it's large i mean it's one of the larger providers in the state right yes it is like i said you know supporting about 250 50 folks yeah. and and that makes us a pretty large provider yeah so not surprising then i i guess that uh westmont also one of the largest employers in in town yeah, definitely. Um, we, we probably employ about 250 individuals approximately, okay. um, you know, both full-time, part-time capacities. About 40% of those are, are part-time, which are a high percentage of, of those are, um, you know, folks with disabilities. So not only to employ people, you know, uh, from the community, but we also like to employ um, 
give people opportunities, you know, that mm-hmm. have disabilities, get them out in the workforce, you know, in the community, um, uh, in other vocational settings. Yeah. And, and in terms of facilities, how many are uh, spread out across the area? It's, it's pretty like, is it 17? That's the number that sticks in my head. Yeah. We have 17 okay. facilities. Um, four of those are vocational facilities that are spread around. And then we have uh, 13 residential facilities where, where people. Yeah. So you're in charge home. of a lot. I mean, you're, you're hurting a lot of cats, Jeff. Yeah. We got a lot of folks that we work with and a, and a lot of employees to take care of. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a big job, and and one thing maybe people are unaware of is uh, the, the, the Melody House. Uh, can you explain what that's all about? Yeah, well, the Melody House is um, our, our respite home, and and the purpose of Melody House is, um, you know, if there's there's a family or or an individual who who needs maybe a temporary place to stay, maybe um, you know maybe the family needs to to attend to some medical issues and they need a place for their loved one to stay. You know, they can uh, work with us and we can provide a temporary service. You know, maybe it's for a portion of the day. Maybe it's for a day, a couple days, you know, where they can come in and receive um, staff support and, and, and the services so that the family can attend to whatever it is that they, they yeah. need to do. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's a huge thing. I mean, because it's just, it, it's got to be so welcomed by the people that have, that have used that because, I mean, obviously there's, uh, you know, you don't want to come at it like, well, this is a chore, but it's obviously emotionally and, and, and physically, mentally draining sometimes um, working with folks and, and to have just a day, you know, a weekend where that is set aside. So like you said, if, if it's medical or whatever it is, something else can be focused on and, and attention doesn't have to be split. That's a good thing. Yeah, I agree. And and I think it provides an, an opportunity, you know, when, when people, you know, they're, they're maybe not sure what they're going to do to be able to attend to their needs mm-hmm. and, and they need to find a, a place they're comfortable with. Um, this is an opportunity for them to, to have that service provided. So how do people take advantage of that? Like what what would they need to do? Do they have to be one of your clients or how does that work? No, in fact, a lot of the folks that we, we, we serve at, uh, at the Melody House, you know, are not people we serve on a okay. regular basis or maybe we serve them vocationally, uh, but not residentially. So um, the family, case manager, whoever is involved with that individual, you know, they contact us um, and then we oftentimes will set up a tour. We'll kind of show them what we can do. We'll, fi- we'll get to know what their their uh, loved ones, you know, uh, needs are, you know, and then we can uh, uh, customize a, a service for them that's going to meet their needs. It's such a fantastic thing. We've got Jeff Elliott in with Westmont today and we've got, uh, we've got about four minutes left with him. Time goes fast. Uh, you've got multiple locations as we've, uh, as we've said, uh, the one that people are probably most familiar with, or maybe one a and one B you've, you've got the flower and trading company. Uh, that That's a big deal. Then the, the farm and gardens maybe is, is right next to that as far as awareness. Yeah. The, both of those places are wonderful places with great opportunities, a lot of community involvement, you know, um, a lot of fundraisers have been come out of those places as well as the services that they provide, you know, the, the flower shop, I think they were voted, uh, the number one florist in the, uh, you know, in the IR's Best of Helena survey. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. It's a great place. Always smells good there, too. Right. You know, I like <laughs> to go visit and see the folks working there. And then the farm, um, a lot going on there. They, you know, they, they raise a lot of tomatoes. They go to the farmer's market with those. They sell them to some local restaurants. Um, we also have individual sales out there. Um, but they also have pumpkins. And I know we mm-hmm. still have some pumpkins available out there. You know, we had a big thing uh, a couple weekends ago. Okay. Where they were at, uh, people come out and buy pumpkins. I know we still have some, um, and we just started the um, Morgan's Orchard, which is a right. one of the newer projects. It's great. You know, they we planted a bunch of uh, uh, apple trees. I think it was uh, thirty grape vines and uh, you know, uh, sixty apple trees out there, um, and that's going to be be fun when those those 
plans come yeah, to maturity. Yeah, it's going to be great. And, and this month, it, it's National Disability Employment Awareness Month. And uh, we've talked about it on the show before, but uh, Westmont does have clients that are uh, they're ready to work. And uh, they're they're fantastic employees. We're, we're at a time when all these businesses are saying, we, we don't have enough workers. I need a worker. Well, guess what? Westmont's got some that are ready for you. Yeah, we do. We have a lot of folks with a lot of varying uh, abilities. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is um, we help these folks with the, the preparation, you know, for, for getting ready to be employed, mm-hmm. um, you know, giving the skills that they need to, to be successful in their employment. We provide um, on-site job coaching if necessary, and all that's at no cost to the employer. Right. Yeah. Well, an employer is, uh, we've, we've talked with some folks um, that, that, that have some of your clients and, and they're, they're phenomenal employees. I mean, there's not one of them that would argue against that. Um, you know, we, we talked with, uh, you know, the folks out at 1889 and, and, and they're thrilled. I mean, so, uh, with so many in town looking for workers, this is a perfect marriage. Uh, how, how would a business owner get in touch with you? Well, if they were interested in, in looking at, uh, you know, what our services have to offer and, and, and who we have available, they can call out uh, 447-3111. And that'll get them directly in touch with the folks who who make those arrangements. Okay. And meanwhile, if people are uh, looking, I guess not at this point, it's a, not a summer job like uh, like you, but if they're looking for a winter job and uh, one that might turn into 30 years of service, uh, Westmont's always looking for for good workers as well. Yeah, we're always looking for people, you know, who are compassionate, you know, and, and, and really want to find a rewarding career, you know, and there, there's multiple ways that they can they can get a hold of us. They can call our main office at 447 447- three one zero zero or they can go on to www.westmonthelena.com and they can apply online okay i mean if they have questions they can sure call in and, and inquire yeah well and i mean you stuck around it's got to be a good place because you're you're not going to stick around at a place where uh, you know this, this is just no fun to come to work every day oh no i enjoy my job every day every day is different i love the challenges and really ultimately i like the clients that we work with and i like to see them grow and i like to see them you know achieve their goals and the things that they want out of life yeah and uh, so once again uh, we, we, we've just got about uh 45 seconds left if, if there's an employer out there looking for somebody i've got a hole on my schedule to fill i can't find anybody jeff knows somebody uh, where do they need to call again they they can call 447-3111 oh that's easy yeah you got the number memorized i'm impressed jeff uh jeff elliott with westmont he's been there since 1987 i think you're you're just gonna stick around aren't you I'm uh, most likely that's what I'm planning on doing. Yeah, they they don't want to get rid of him anytime soon, and he doesn't want to go anywhere else. So uh, if you missed any of the information today in terms of uh, contact information with Jeff or the folks in the first half of the show, you can also shoot me an email. It's just Troy at MontanaRadio.com, and I will connect you with the folks you need to get connected with. Jeff, I appreciate you coming in. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We're all out of time today, but we'll be back again tomorrow. I'm Troy Shockley, and that's it for Coffee Break today. Be sure to check us out on iTunes, head on over, give us a review there. That's always much appreciated. Or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow.